The following episode of the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio, includes advertising provided by our network, GCN. If you'd like to subscribe to an ad-free version of the program, plus the exclusive After the Paracast podcast, please visit www.theparacast.plus. That's P-L-U-S. Once again, that's www.theparacast.plus. The gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We are, ladies and gentlemen and others, delighted to welcome back Chris O'Brien, who is the co-host of the Paracast, endured us for eight solid years. Welcome back, Chris. Well, good to be back, Gene. So then... This is an interesting thing here. When we announced your appearance in our forums, a bunch of people asked questions, but then somebody submitted your name to ChatGPT. I don't know if you've seen the forums yet, Chris. So, it says that you were born in 1952 and you died in 2009. (laughs) The East River in New York. Yeah. Well, I think what it is yes, is there's a second Christopher O'Brien. Yeah. In L.A., I think, right? A reporter. Uh, there's a bunch. There's a Chris O'Brien folk singer in Boston. There's a doctor, Christopher O'Brien, who was quite a famous, I think, brain doctor who died uh, a number of years ago. There's another doctor, O'Brien. There's a bunch of us out there. And there's one that died uh, in uh, drowned in the East River. There must be something about that name. Right. And then there's Conan Christopher O'Brien. Oh? Yeah, Conan O'Brien's middle name is Christopher. (laughs) Well, when you get red hair and become a multimillionaire, we'll talk to you further then. Right, in 6'5". Yeah, right. Well... I need to grow about six inches. (laughs) Of course, that's not what she said, but... (laughs) You have been a busy bee since the last time we talked about two years ago. Oh, yeah. So if we watch the film An Accidental Truth, the Ron James film that we talked to Ron about a few weeks ago, there is a telltale credit in that film. You are one of the producers. What did you produce? Well, I <laughs> produced a monster by uh, kind of mentoring Ron James as an introduction to an immersion in the field. Um, so... I have to take dubious credit for that. I did work with him uh, on and off in his video production company from 2004, well, through last summer when I spent six months out there editing all the interviews uh, that we used and many more and pulled out all the salient sound bites and then organized them uh, into folders uh, based on uh, you know, what the topic uh, of the comment was, and then help plug those into the, he fabricated an outline 
a flow for the film, uh, for the narrative. And then I helped him. Um, we sat and pushed and pulled and argued and cajoled and convinced one another why this particular soundbite should go here and not here. And, you know, so I was kind of there all through the um, evolution of the pre-production process into the actual production process. And then um, I let him uh, have his way, uh, thankfully so, uh, with the actual final edit and uh, helped him tweak the, the narration a little bit. And I did a lot more on this particular film than I did on both of uh, James Fox's last two films, which I also helped produce. Now, when you work with James Fox, I guess in the phenomenon, you also work with Jacques Vallée, right? I did. Yeah, I spent a day with Jacques and and, uh, James and our editor, and we went through the very important sort of highlight, sort of peak of the film, really, was the Gary Nolan um, segment uh, that showed Nolan's work at Stanford, uh, looking at the isotopic ratios of supposed material taken from, I don't know, I guess you could call them either crashes or material taken from uh, known craft events. Like, the Tim, you, you probably know about the, the was it Ubata? The, um, oh, yeah, yeah. Material uh, that dribbled out of the disc in Brazil onto the... Right, yeah. Uh, uh, I think that was one of the, the bits that they that they talked about. And um, Jacques was a little bit, he, he wanted that to be the ending, that whole thing. And, and uh, James and I argued that, no, you can't end on a, you know, on something as as, as nuts and bolts as, as uh, isotopic ratios. You need some sort of emotional ending. That's why uh, Ron very um, insightfully and, and and he's got very good uh, uh, film sense. He wanted to end with the uh, the you know the Ariel School incident, which I thought was a was a masterstroke. And they, I helped him uh, tweak that that very ending where he does the close up for the kids' faces and and uh, uh, just very powerful, powerful ending. I'm quite proud of the work that he did on that. But I had a good time um, on that day that uh, Jacques came here uh, over, and you know we kind of the voices got a little you know. Got, a little bit testy, <laughs> which uh, surprised me. But uh, um, I think everybody ended up feeling good about it. And we went out and had had a nice tight dinner. And uh, I sucked down a, a bottle of sake. I've been so nervous all day. Uh, I drank a, one of those little hot bottles of sake <laughs> just to calm my nerves. And uh, I felt, because, well, let's put it this way, I really wanted to, to, you know, make it last longer and ask a whole bunch of questions I didn't get to to ask because I've, you know, I've always for years I've been waiting for an opportunity to pick his brain and and uh, <laughs> if I had known that he was getting involved with Paul Harris back then, mm. on crazy crazy book project, uh, I would have torn him a new one on that. Um, but um, you know, be that as it may, it was a really good opportunity to. To you know, rub shoulders with with a real a real legend. Uh, he's a super nice guy. I thought he would come across kind of, you know, that sort of Franco arrogance and all that. I, I figured that he would be kind of snippy, and he wasn't at all. He was very humble, very soft spoken, uh, funny, very engaging. I didn't uh, notice any slippage of 
mental acuity that you would expect somebody getting up there in age like you, Dean. <laughs> uh, you guys are still sharp as tacks, and, and that's a good thing. I just hope, uh, aspire to that uh, that particular uh, you know description myself here. Maybe if I make it that long, but uh, I, it, it was really it, it was it was fun, and I I was very uh, very grateful that I got to be a fly on the wall sort of on that one. As you recall, Chris, you and I were sharing an episode with Dr. Valet in 2010 and then 2017. Yes. Indeed. And what was interesting to me is the one we did in 2017, where he talked about his early meetings with some people like Palmer and Arnold and those people. And oh, even yeah. his encounter with Jim Mosley, where I was present. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. He, uh, it kind of made him uh, stretch a little bit on, on his uh, his memory banks, uh, pulling up some of those uh, instances. But he he remembered. Well, I think we spent about an hour or so with him at a hotel in Chicago. And what was interesting to me here, as I know, don't know how well you knew Jim Mosley, but he liked to be an amateur psychologist, and. He was analyzing Jacques, kind of saying, this guy seems to be very uptight. And he went on with this stuff. <laughs> I don't know. At that time, I don't think he took Valet too seriously. It was only later when he started expanding his vocabulary about unknown phenomena that things sort of turned. But in our next segment, Chris, I want to ask you about this other topic over here, the topic of today. And you said you might want to rip him a new one. I'm going to give you a chance. He's not available for commentary anymore on this. So there you go. We're talking with yeah, Chris O'Brien, yeah. the second co-host of the Paracast. And we're always happy to talk to my old friend. Tim Swartz is the co-host. You're in the Paracast. Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Hi, this is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and best-selling author on safety and preparedness. The fact is, things are getting downright scary for everyone who's storing their wealth in the banks. We just saw the collapse of three major banks, and I would urge you to consider protecting your wealth ASAP. If even a tiny percentage of Americans attempt to withdraw their savings, we would see a collapse of the entire banking system, sending us into a modern-day Great Depression. Fortunately, there is a way for you to avoid this. It starts with contacting Advantage Gold. If you have an IRA or 401k, 
Advantage Gold can help convert those paper assets into physical gold and silver. This is the process that I recommend everybody use as a hedge against rapid inflation and to protect your retirement wealth from the banks. Take control of your financial safety today. Call 800-900-8000 to get your free gold investment kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. Seven million children suffer from asthma more than any other chronic disease. Most asthma attacks are caused by allergic reactions to allergens, including those left behind by cockroaches and mice. In fact, 82% of U.S. households contain mouse allergens, and cockroaches are found in up to 98% of urban homes. How can you protect your family? Find out at PestWorld.org. A message from the National Pest Management Association and the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We continue with Chris O'Brien. And after two years, there's a lot to talk about. And he mentioned working on a film with James Fox and Jacques Vallée, and since then, Jacques has hooked up with Paula Harris to write this book, Trinity. Okay, folks, and we've talked about it on the Paracast. We had Jacques on the show for one hour. He would not do more than one hour. Promise he'd come back when they analyzed this material he said he had, and he didn't. I recently wrote a letter to him and Paula Harris, with whom we've had a on and off relationship over the years on the Paracast. And she said, they're not doing anything more. They're not doing any more interviews because of the low level of engagement on the subject. The book, by the way, is called Trinity, The Best Kept Secret. Chris, have you read the book at all? No. Do you intend to read the book? No. Maybe. 
Uh, anything with Paula Harris's name on it, I'm I'm generally my knee jerk not interested, but uh, because she somehow talked Jock to be involved, or I've heard the other way around as well that she he was interested in in the case, and that he found out that she had somehow um, done some interviews, and so she kind of well, she kind of you know said, well, if you want what I got, I got to be involved. Um, I'm not sure how true that is. But uh, to the grapevine, that's what I've heard. Um, Polly Harris represents everything that I absolutely have a problem with in the field of ufology. It's that weird stew of new age, UFOs, aliens, conspiracy, and um, a complete uh, abdication of, of common sense. It, anybody that can tout the Billy Meyer case Wendell Stevens, um, I just go down the list. Um, it just, with you know, all this love and light, uh, the Benevolent Space Brother uh, type take on it. Uh, I, I just, you know, to me, it's like Greer, like Stephen Greer, and some of these other, you know, uh, what's what's that term called? Uh, you know, just look everything through rose-colored glasses, or I, I just I have no time for that because to me it doesn't represent a um, a credible way to ascertain uh, the veracity or the validity of a particular aspect of this uh, this subject matter and and I just don't have time for it and unfortunately uh, she did not have a good time on the paracast when <laughs> she was here and when she uh, was introduced to me they said oh he's the the, the new host of the paracast she she basically said well if you're involved with those people don't even talk to me so she automatically just, um, you know, I don't want to say she instantly hated me, but boy, <laughs> she never really had a good thing to say about me again after that or to me. She so. looked me up at a couple of those UFO conferences and seemed pretty even-headed about everything. Now, just for our listeners' memory, Paula Harris appeared with our original co-host on the Powercast September 28, 2008. So the episode's available for download, by the way. And we talked to her about a number of issues, and the show seemed to go well when she had said something or was quoted elsewhere as saying it. I have to listen to the episode again so many thousands of years ago that Billy Meyer was the real deal. And I asked her, did you say that? How could you say that in so many words? I think she thinks that the original co-host took her down. No, I did. You know, we were equal opportunity offenders in those days, too. And I think that's the point where she almost hung up on us or we almost hung up on her or we did hang up on her, but it was the end of the episode. So it didn't matter. In any case, I never said she couldn't come back. And like I said, I did meet up with her a couple of times and she seemed all right. But it's pretty obvious to me that she has decided since then to take a bunker mentality. And what I mean by that is she will not even make arrangements to get me a copy of the book. I do have a copy of the book, by the way, the first edition, the ebook version. But she made no interest in having me have a copy. She said, just go to Amazon. <laughs> now, the last person who said buy the book was John Burroughs, who came out with a new book, I guess partly on his Rendlesham experiences. And when we've had him on the show, in fact, he was in my home studio at the time. Chris may have been there as well. In my home studio, 
we did a show with him, and I think we got along well with him. But he said, you got to buy the book first. And I said, you know, everybody else gives us a review copy. We can't buy 50 books a year. But he didn't and we didn't. And now we do have the first edition of the book, but Paula will not come on. I think they're taking kind of a bunker mentality, Chris, about this whole yeah, thing. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I just, I'm shocked and, and really um, I feel let down that Valet first would, would not vet her, I think, a little bit more seriously than he did. Um, assiduously, is that the word? Um, he, I think it really is a knock on his legacy to be, you know, kind of winding up his career associating with, with people that just, you know, they're, they're wishful, wishful thinking true believers. And I think that's the antithesis of what Jacques Vallée represents to a lot of people in the field. They think of him as an iconoclastic, you know, pioneering out of the box thinker. And this to me, I mean, with the revelations from the, uh, uh, Douglas Dean Johnson expose, uh, the Tony Bregalia wannabe guy who has started his new career of character assassination. He's a character uh, hitman now with the work that he, uh, he did on the Ray Stanford, uh, Ray Stanford's work, uh, which is totally uh, just unforgivable. Uh, I really, I really am uh, dismayed that uh, the could be um, we miscalculate uh, to the extent that he did just by getting involved with her. And that's not even talking about the case, which is just falling apart like a wet tissue. I mean, you know, some of the things that Johnson came up with, and I must admit he did quite a good job. And, and you know, I don't know how many days and weeks it took him to uh, come up with the material that he did, but it paints a pretty damning picture of the principles and the, in the in the you know alleged event and and the veracity of their of their claims, it sounds like they took little bits of Bassac, little bits of Roswell, and added a little little picante sauce and uh, stirred it up and came up with a with a you know a, a quite a quite unbelievable account. I mean, little kids don't sneak into you know alien spacecraft and pull pieces off the wall and abscound with them. It just doesn't, it's ludicrous. It sounds like a low-end sci-fi film. Think about it. We had lots of these low-end sci-fi films, especially in the early 50s. I mean, the ones that Republic serials did, you know, like Zombies of the Stratosphere. I think that was the first film Leonard Nimoy did, and he had like about four lines of dialogue. And he played one of the henchmen who reforms. You don't want to hear about that. We want to hear more with Chris, with Tim and Gene. You're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. 
I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now, before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. USA News Update. Former President Trump says his latest indictment is actually driving his poll numbers up. Speaking on Saturday at a GOP convention in Columbus, Georgia, Trump said that it is a, quote, horrible thing for the country, and the only good thing about it was his poll numbers are, quote, way up. President Biden will hold his first re-election campaign event next weekend in the swing state of Pennsylvania. Biden has frequently highlighted his ties and support for labor unions, referring to himself as, quote, the most pro-union president in history. Archangelo crosses the finish line first at the Belmont Stakes Saturday, and it's history for Jenna Antonucci, the first female trainer to win the Belmont. Transformers Rise of the Beasts opens with $25 million, and it's projected to soar to $60 million through the weekend. I'm Jerry Barmash, USA News. It's all too obvious. We're being let down by the institutions we used to trust. American families are talking about a future of food shortages, banks failing, society breaking down, and what seems like the setup for the apocalypse. But instead of throwing up their hands, folks are leaning into self-reliance, investing in emergency food storage now more than ever. And My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, has made it easier than ever for you to have peace of mind knowing you're prepared. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and stock up on their best-selling three-month emergency food kit. You get tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on three-month emergency food kits at MyPatriotSupply.com. It's time to prepare for what we all know is coming. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com now. MyPatriotSupply.com. Jose works on a farm. Safety is important. His boss calls 811 to determine where it's okay to dig. This protects Jose from hitting an underground line and from serious injury. Because Jose can't tell exactly where or how deep the lines are, he doesn't dig until 811 tells him it's safe. The most important thing is that Jose works safe and goes home to his family. For more information, visit farmsafe811.org. A message from the Pipeline Operators for Ag Safety Campaign. I need to pay my taxes. What are my payment options? The IRS has several options for paying your taxes. You can pay with IRS Direct Pay, a debit or credit card, or with an electronic funds withdrawal when you e-file your return. If you can't pay the full amount, consider paying over time with an online payment agreement or our Offer in Compromise program. Both tools are available on irs.gov. Go to irs.gov payment to find an option that is best suited for you. Tracy Torme, screenwriter, producer. You're listening to Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Always happy to talk to my old friend Chris O'Brien. Welcoming back on the show. 
Tim Swartz is our co-host. And we've been talking here about this book, so to speak, written by Paula Harris and Jacques Vallée. Don't know the level of contribution from each. It's called Trinity, the Best Kept Secret. But so far, everything I see, the best kept secret is that there's no value to the case. I know our friend David Halperin did a piece on it in his blog, and he basically looked at Johnson's research and said the key there is that, who was it, Don Schmidt or Tom Carey interviewed one of the alleged witnesses who then totally updated his story after that interview to embellish it. Now, just that alone makes us suspicious. I would love for Jacques to respond, but the only response he's made is to Johnson's commentary. He first put it on Facebook, or Paula Harris did, and then she removed it and put it on her website, which she has since removed, because we had a link to it in the Paracast forums. It's gone, unless someone else can find it. So I don't know whether there's going to be a rethinking or what. What do you think, Chris? I don't know. I want to know what Tim thinks. What do you think, Tim? Well, the thing with me is that, okay, if Johnson was able, however long it took him, to uncover all of that information, why couldn't Valet do the same thing? You know, yeah, I mean, exactly. it, it's it's obvious that... And I hate to say that because you know I I am definitely a fanboy of valet. I'm like I'm like you, Chris. That you know if I was sitting with him in a restaurant, I would just want to talk his ear off and ask all kinds of questions. But it seems to me that you know, this information wasn't properly vetted. So I mean, if 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 the book was able to be deconstructed really that quickly, then valet should have found that stuff too before before it was even published. Yeah, exactly. I do remember, though, hearing this story or reading this story a number of years ago, like maybe, you know, uh, pre-pandemic at least. So, I mean, the story has been around for a while, and I haven't had a chance to read the book yet. So I don't know how much, like you said, that the story has been embellished upon since the time that I originally read it. And I wish I could remember now where what the source was. But as soon as I read the description of it, I knew, I recognized it. Yeah, it's got a little bit of Aurora, Roswell. Throw in the, uh, you know, E.T. showed up when we blew off the atomic bomb. It hits a lot of, uh, you know, sort of cultural memes and puts them all together into a pretty uh, convenient narrative. And based on what I know of the the book, having not read it, it, it's just... Amazes me the valet, like you said, Tim, would not properly vet these characters um, and would make the decision. He'll uh, he'll advise, I would say, to uh, to lend his name to a pro- project that was uh, in, involving Paula Harris. And you know, I have nothing against her personally, but when it comes to you know putting your nose to the grindstone and doing the uh, the heavy lifting in your your vetting and your research. Uh, she just, she doesn't, I mean, she's pretty much made a career because she interviewed Philip Corso. That's that's how I first remember hearing about her, was her, uh, was her interview with 
of course, who she totally takes uh, at face value. And so, you know, people don't realize that they're new coming to this field, uh, especially in the last, you know, five, six years. They don't realize that there's a whole bunch of, you know, scenarios and people that have come before this that uh, really don't, as far as I'm concerned, don't deserve our time time of day. Uh, And these people don't realize any of this, and they don't do due due diligence. And they're giving these types of individuals um, more gasoline. And uh, unfortunately, you know, we're having to maybe um, kick Royce Myers in the butt and get him to (laughs) get the hall of shame. Well, it's unfortunate with Royce Myers. He, I think, former forest policeman or something, he had a site called UFOWatchdog.com. And we took it over for a couple of years. We had new material written. And then he said, can I have it back? Okay, fine. So we give it back to him. And then he never updated all the material that we had prepared. We had a guy named Michael Schuyler, who was a really good researcher and was an active forum member. And he wrote a lot of the material. I wrote some of it. I edited that material. But UFOWatchdog.com, the last version I saw, includes none of that. And it's kind of sad because we need places like that because someone coming into paranormal research doesn't know about all these pitfalls. They don't see, well, who's Paula Harris? She's writing with Jacques Vallée. It's got to be credible and all that stuff. Whatever it is. I think the honorable thing to do for Jacques right now, based on everything we know about this case, and I've read a lot of it, but I don't say I'm a great researcher of this material. I only have so much time to check it. But from what I see with Mr. Johnson's work and other writings and what Kevin Randall has written about the case, I see that Jacques should really say, you know what, let me step back and say, we need to look at this further. I also do not understand if Paula Harris is so convinced of this case, why the rebuttal, the Johnson's article, such as it was, has been taken down. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think we're flogging a a dead puppy here. Um, Mm It's it's just it's just disheartening because I I don't I don't like to see a person with such an august uh, historical presence as valet in this field to um to you know besmirch his reputation by um, by allowing you know some miscalculations and misjudgments on his part I just hope he just didn't did it didn't do it just to you know generate some dough um because something like this could be you know could be palmed off on the newbies and it could, could make a lot of money. And, uh, I, I just, I, I have a hard time believing that that would be his motivation. But, um, I mean, what else could it be? Well, the thing is the book was not published by a major publisher. It was self-published by Paula and by Jacques. You can tell this if you look at the publisher info on the book itself, it indicates her company and his company. So it's probably done with something like Create Space, or used to be called Create Space, on Amazon, where you can publish a book free. They do the normal Amazon promotion, they list it and everything like that. You can do a hardcover, a paperback, and an ebook. 
And then if you need to have copies ordered, they will fulfill the orders. If you need to buy copies, you can get a bunch at low price. So that's how they did it. Now, obviously, it maximizes their revenue, but it also means that there's no major publisher behind it to give it promotion. It's just another self-published book. Yeah. Well, that's the wave of the future. Um, you can't fault them that. That's how I'm going to do my next couple of books. But, um, you know, well, I'm just, it's disheartening. That's, that's really, I, I mean, that's all I can say. Um, you know, having done a book like uh, Stalking the Herd, which is just a mountain of, of data and, and, and just tons of research that went into it, years of research and lots of hard work and slaving away and, and to see people just punch out these, uh, these ill-conceived, uh, projects. I don't know. It, it's just disheartening. We've got more stuff, hopefully not disheartening from Chris O'Brien, Gene Steinberg, Tim Swartz, whoever does it can do it. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream, a dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com that's rockoids r-o-c-k-o-i-d-s dot com Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs Generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs Generator and Lung Delivery System at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. 
created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices. Our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. My name is Don Wiskin, and at 42 years old, I suffered a massive heart attack, lost 35% of my heart to damaged tissue, and was supposed to spend the rest of my life on disability. What did I do? I took Extendivite, a garlic and cayenne mix of seven herbs which rebuilt my heart and gave me back my life. For over 17 years now, I have made this formula available to you so you don't have to suffer the same thing I did. Clean your blocked arteries and strengthen your heart and boost your natural immune system. I'm 60 years old now, and I still work every day. To get your Extendivite, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822, or visit heartdrop.com. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply of either capsules or liquid. Extend your life with Extendivite. This is me, the Merciless. You are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio, exactly according to my plan. The sepulchral sounds of Chris O'Brien. As you welcome back to the Paracast, our co-host is Tim Swartz. We were talking for the first three segments here, mostly about the book from Jacques Vallée and Paula Harris, entitled Trinity, The Best Kept Secret. And they've tried to keep it a secret from me because they won't send me a review copy. I have the first edition. I don't know whether the second edition fleshes out anything. They've taken a bunker mentality in now trying to defend the book against people who are skeptical. The worst we hear is the low level of the discourse. And the only major discourse other than Kevin Randall has been this Guy Johnson. Was it Douglas Dean Johnson? Yeah. Okay, Douglas Dean Johnson. And as you say, he's kind of a flamethrower, but evidently the work he did on this was quite good. I want to ask you very quickly, and you don't have to go into this if you don't want to. What's his beef with Ray Stanford? I, I really don't know, based on what I can tell. Is he really has problems with Ray's psychic work, and um, you know a lot of people in the field would have problems with Ray's psychic work, and that's that's okay. Um, everybody's you know entitled to their own opinion about people that um, are gifted in the and uh, you know forms of acuity that most people don't or, or do but are unable to access. Now Ray would would do kind of an Edgar Casey thing. He would go and close his eyes, lay on a couch, and occasionally some pretty interesting things would come out. He never claimed that it was, Dante says, oh, he claims he was Jesus Christ, and all, just ridiculous things. And, and the fact of the matter is that Ray never claimed any of these things. He always said 
that he had a sneaking hunch that was just parts of his own unconscious that were coming out. And, um, you know, I mean, the guy exhibited some pretty talents, uh, some pretty interesting talents. He predicted what the, uh, the secret, the third secret of Fatima, prophecy of Fatima would be, and he was correct. He predicted the, um, the attempt on uh, John Paul, Paul's life uh, 20 years before it happened. Um, there were a number of things that he, he uh, came up with that are real head scratchers, which, of course, is never mentioned. Uh, the only thing that's mentioned is um, the Helioron uh, accelerator and other other things that Ray came up with uh, from time to time. Now, Johnson was a follower. Johnson was one of these people that was uh, part of his, uh, uh, I think, interested in, in, in AUM. I'm, I'm not really sure how involved he was, but he ended up being the data logger for Ray's Project Starlight. And he was doing instrumented UFO studies at a, uh, a facility that he had outside of Austin, Texas in the early to mid-70s. Uh, very iconoclastic uh, work, some of the first uh, real attempts to gain uh, magnetic and gravitational data and uh, shoot lasers at uh, the craft and and record, record these um, these events uh, on video and and what have you, radar. Um, he had a multi-million dollar facility um, that was uh, designed to do this. Now, Johnson had a also had a track of. Uh, I'm not really sure. I might be speaking out a little bit here, out of my uh, knowledge space, but um, he was very involved in fighting uh, Roe versus Wade. He was. Uh, Starting to lean, uh, it sounded uh, to me, uh, starting to lean to be a very um, kind of, you know, Texas uh, born-again Christian type. And uh, spent a lot of time fighting uh, Roe versus Wade. And then ever since it was passed, he has been a, a real staunch advocate to uh, to stop uh, a woman's right to choose. Now, he's entitled, you know, to do those things. And I don't have any problems with the fact that he's doing them. I just have a problem with the fact that this is obviously uh, impinging on his uh, his opinions of Ray, who he probably thinks is the devil or is some sort of demon uh, because he's uh, he's gone after him like Ray was in his mind. <laughs> so um, he agrees that Ray has incredible abilities when he looks down He's able to see things that, that uh, you know, hundreds of millions of people won't see, including at Goddard Space Flight Center, right outside of the the, um, the cafeteria, an out, a rock outcropping that had um, a really obvious, huge uh, the footprint of a nosaur. That uh, when you see it, you realize, oh, yeah, that's a dinosaur track. Well, how come... Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and, and, and hundreds of thousands of scientists walking by that never noticed it. Um, well, Ray did, and it turns out he found uh, when they when they uncovered the entire uh, rock, which is like eight feet long and, and three and a half feet wide, four feet wide, it had a hundred separate trackways of dinosaurs, pterosaurs, and mammals on it. It's being called by the top people. In paleontology, it's being called Rosetta Stone of the Cretaceous. It has given us more insight into what happens when a giant 
uh, corpolite or dinosaur dung is laid on the ground, and all these little dinosaurs and big dinosaurs start poking around at it looking for food, which is basically what you have. Now, this is totally set paleontology on its head. It's the first time we found baby sauropod tracks. It's the first time that anyone's found pterosaur tracks with both the feet, the little tiny hands on the wings, and the beak in the same track, uh, trackway. Um, it's just, I could go on and on and on. Now, Douglas Johnson thinks that Ray can do that looking down, that he can't, he can't see the trackways in the sky, or he can't analyze photographs and videos, or photographs and films, I should say, when he looks up. Well, I'm telling you, Ray's visual acuity does not stop on the ground. When he looks up, he sees things, and he has the knowledge base in science and optical physics and, and, and other disciplines to be able to interpret what he sees. Now, scientists such as Hal Putoff, Kid Green, uh, I, I could name some, but I'm not allowed to, uh, scientists from Goddard, Space Flight Center have been there, and he's really amazed quite a number of people. In fact, uh, Professor Kevin Knuth from SUNY Albany was all set with a paper he was going to present at, at SDU, and Douglas Johnson called him up and said, you will get fired from your job if you if you show you know, these uh, images from Ray Stanford and do your presentation based on Ray's, Ray's work. And... Uh, you know, with the hint that he was going to make the call himself was kind of how, how I, I, I took it. And, um, and so they, for the first time, uh, that I've ever heard of, based on hearsay, a scientist was almost blackmailed, maybe extorted not to present a paper because of one person's personal bias. And, uh, I'll never forget the guy for that. Um, I've seen the paper. There's nothing wrong with it. Scientists don't get their information from films. They get them from individual frames, which is what they were presenting. And uh, what can I say? I'm, I've always been a great admirer of Ray's analytical work. He has an observational and a visual, a visual acuity that maybe is in one in a billion people. And I don't say that jokingly or lightly. I mean that. There's a handful of people that are able to pick up the details that he is. Um, because of his, first of all, his knowledge base and his education, uh, self-taught, but also because of his, you know, extra sensory abilities, which he's proven to me on a number of occasions, are real. I should mention, Chris, that the no less than the Washington Post wrote a very favorable feature about Ray. He published in Nature, the hardest place to get published in the world. And it was published with Martin Lockley, who's considered the top dinosaur expert, you know, dinosaur track expert in the world. And Martin says, I, I'm nothing. Raise the guy. By the way, folks, we're going to keep Chris around for the After the Powercast podcast, where the use of language is not restricted and we say anything except the things you can sue us for. For $787 million, that'd be fun. Being sued for seven hundred eighty-seven million, I don't know. But I'm not inviting the lawsuit, so hold your papers, because I am lucky to have seven hundred eighty-seven pennies. And of course, to download after the Paracast, you have to be a member of the Paracast Plus. Check 
theparacast.plus. Once again, that's theparacast.plus to get more information and to subscribe in just a couple of minutes or so. Hey, we got this guy with us, Chris O'Brien. Tim is our co-host. I'm Gene Steinberg most of the time. The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. It's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Chris O'Brien's with us. We focus first on the controversial book from Jacques Vallée and Paula Harris, Trinity, Best Evidence or something like that. And then Ray Stanford, because this person, Douglas Dean Johnson, seems to think that Ray is the devil incarnate. Chris, what is Ray doing these days, by the way? We haven't heard from him in several years. Ray's not doing well, unfortunately. He's fading fast, which is very disheartening and sad. He's still hanging in there, but he's starting to get forgetful. And uh, it's it's become a problem. So... I've been trying to help him as best I can, but um, I don't know. I think we've uh, raised, uh, seen, you know, the zenith of his uh, mental capacity getting up there now. He's 84, I think. 
I'm not sure, 83 maybe. So it's unfortunate, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just glad I, I took five years to record his entire life story in his own words, and I have it down. And I'm going to be releasing the book uh, when I get uh, his permission and Sheila, his wife. And so that we don't, that we have some sort of record of his absolutely amazing life. And I've been a uh, a big fan of his instrumented uh, hard data approach to in, in analyzing ufological information, uh, visual and magnetic and gravitational and, and other uh, forms of monitoring of these events. And he's a real pioneer, and I will always be quite grateful for the wonderful education that I've received from his uh, gracious time and and interest in uh, in my, my learning experience. So for that, I'll always be grateful. But um, I think Ray's uh, public days are behind him, unfortunately. And uh, it's sad that he hasn't been able to get the kind of recognition that he deserves in the ufological realm. Now, I should tell our listeners that Chris posted some early versions of two chapters from the book about Ray Stanford. They're posted in the Paracast Plus, which means in order to read them, you have to sign up with the Paracast Plus at the Paracast.plus. It's available under special features. The introduction and chapter one. And we hope to whet your appetites when Chris finishes the book. You'll want to see more of it. To be oh, yeah. Ray Stanford, we always enjoyed having him on the show. He's always been one of our best guests. And you just look up our library and you'll find the episodes available to download. <laughs> the first the first time he was on with me before I was co-host, David Piedney actually hung up on us. <laughs> 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 I think that was the only time that ever happened. <laughs> well, David hung up once on, was it William Burns and Nancy Burns when they were doing UFO magazine? Oh, and yeah. she said one thing or he said one thing that ticked him off about maybe being a CIA agent kind of said in jest. And he hung up. We also got a guy named Bill Nell to hang up on us because we yeah, exposed yeah. him as a faker. Right, and Jim Sparks and uh, who else? There's a couple others. Well, they said some pretty strange things. Sparks stayed for the show, but we really buffaloed him when David asked him, hey, when you were on board the spaceship for the day or whatever, where'd no, you go to the bathroom? <laughs> well, the bathroom's like... <laughs> Speaking of bathrooms, my, my favorite description of a you know some sort of abductee was that woman that when when she um, she said that she was taken aboard and she had had to use the bathroom and she said where did I go and they pointed to like some little door and she went in there and she said it was disgusting. Is <laughs> <laughs> that the one favorite. that we had on the show where it sounded to me like it was almost cat litter? Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's unique. Now, now, how could that not be not be real? There's no way that she can make that up. <laughs> you think? Uh, that's so funny. That's a classic. Well, I don't know. You know, you think about it, though. 
and I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt here, you know, somebody who may be uh, spinning a fast one here would come up with some kind of, you know, like super science fiction-y type of bathroom, you know, where the hands would pick you up and gently put you, you know, massage you as you go, and then, you know, you but no, yeah, exactly, but no, no, I mean, this this one, it was cat litter, <laughs> you know, so it's just like, that just seems to me, it's just like, oh, it's just, it was cat litter. Yeah, but I got the impression, I got the impression, guys, she was making it up as she went along. She did not expect that question. And we've asked of several people, but I have to thank David for doing it first. And the answer is always interesting. So I think in this particular case, she was exposed with it. Exposing something else now, Tim Swartz, you've got a few questions for Chris in our forums. We're not going to go back into the question about the chat AI suggesting that we're talking to a dead man. <laughs> no, no. Well, and I will say that uh, upon looking at that, it looks like that they uh, that uh, Chat GPT kind of went and melded a couple of different Chris O'Briens together because it talks about the first one was uh, an American investigative journalist, and then it goes into Chris's uh, actual uh, books and stuff. But then I think it goes back to the investigative journalist <laughs> so it's just like a couple of, a couple of different people it just melded into one but but yeah we've got a lot of questions uh, in our forums and we've got one two actually from uh, uh, Rusty Shackelford who I believe was part of the original JFK assassination uh, team I'm not I'm not quite sure about that but the name sounds familiar but uh, uh, Chris his first question is a couple of years before his death Gabe Valdez started talking publicly about his cattle mutilation investigations but was always very tight-lipped on who or what he thought was behind them now did Valdez ever say anything to you? who he thought might have been carrying out the mutilations. Oh, boy. I, I asked him on quite a number of occasions, and he was very reluctant to uh, to really go into full detail about what he thought. Um, a lot of it was, you know, I, I really haven't gotten to the point where I, I feel comfortable, you know, stating definitive answers on that. But... He always was leaning towards some sort of governmental black ops program that uh, may have had some sort of biological weapons uh, connection, may have had some sort of societal programming uh, type function. That was kind of what he hinted at, but he never would come out and say it. Which is maybe the reason why he was so cagey on giving an answer. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, I, I'm not really, he, he never, never went for the whole Benowitz and the underground, you know, Nightmare Hall and the underground 7-level alien base and all that. He never, he never uh, accepted that as a possibility. I don't know why not. I mean, it sounds, it makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think what makes sense is they do Project Gas Buggy yeah. in uh, December of 67, I think, or 68, and then finished the tunnel from Los Alamos, which I found a, a miner who claimed he worked on it. And then they stored uh, nuclear waste uh, legally, which would have been illegal if they had done it under the United States uh, 
but under an Indian reservation, they could get away with it, pay off the Indians and store the waste there. And then the incredibly nasty increased level of environmental radiation around that area could easily be explained away as being a byproduct of gas buggy, when in fact it was uh, probably partially due to uh, storage of nasty you know, barrels of waste that are coming up from Los Alamos up from all the way back into the 40s. We've got more to come with Tim and Chris and Gene. You're in the Bearcast. Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. A lot can happen in six seconds. A rodeo ride, a dramatic basketball win, and the world record holder can solve a Rubik's Cube. Six seconds is how long it takes for an 18-wheeler traveling at a safe speed to come to a complete stop. And in those six seconds, that truck will travel the length of two football fields. So please, give them room. Never cut in front of a large truck for any reason. Our roads, our responsibility. Learn more at sharetheroadsafely.gov. Hi, this is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and best-selling author on safety and preparedness. The fact is, things are getting downright scary for everyone who's storing their wealth in the banks. We just saw the collapse of three major banks, and I would urge you to consider protecting your wealth ASAP. If even a tiny percentage of Americans attempt to withdraw their savings, we would see a collapse of the entire banking system, sending us into a modern-day Great Depression. Fortunately, there is a way for you to avoid this. It starts with contacting Advantage Gold. If you have an IRA or 401k, 
Advantage Gold can help convert those paper assets into physical gold and silver. This is the process that I recommend everybody use as a hedge against rapid inflation and to protect your retirement wealth from the banks. Take control of your financial safety today. Call 800-900-8000 to get your free gold investment kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Compliment your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right. We cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We're so happy to have Chris O'Brien back with us. And right now he's busy answering questions from listeners. Tim Swartz will read some more. The one question, of course, that we answered earlier was about the Trinity book from Valet and Harris. So listen to the first part of the episode if you haven't heard it yet. What is the next question from Rusty Shackelford? All right. The second question is now, and Rusty says that he may have completely misremembered this, but years ago when Chris was a co-host on the show, says he seems to recall Chris talking about some kind of break-in that you had at your house and he says, am I remembering this correctly? And if so, when did this happen? And does Chris think that this could have been connected to his cattle mutilation investigations? Um, yeah, I don't talk about this very much for obvious reasons. Uh, it happened in, uh, off the top of my head, I think November 60, uh, uh, 1998. Uh, I had been contacted by a militia member from a group uh, that he called Posse Comitatus. Mm. And uh, they were, you know, these sovereign, they had their own money and bunkers and they'd go around in camo and do their, you know, maneuvers in the woods and all that sort of thing. And uh, based on, you know, the little that I knew about them. And um, through a mutual friend, this guy was getting ready to to leave the valley, San Luis Valley. And um, my friend talked him into, before he left, to tell me the story that he had told my friend. And so I got him on the phone and, uh, he said that they had, uh, accidentally stumbled on what he called some sort of entrance to an underground military facility or some sort of, uh, human derived technology and, and the humans, he didn't really know what branch, um, of what military branch, uh, that they were from, but, it seemed like a well-organized uh, human uh, clandestine uh, operation. They monitored the comings and goings for, uh, I'd have to check my notes, but you know, for a few weeks, I think, if I remember. And um, they were really concerned, and they, they didn't know what to do, so they put together a package that he claimed they sent to the... Um, Colorado Attorney General, because the facility was just over on this side of the border, 
in New Mexico, so it was a Colorado issue. And uh, according to this guy, he said that they that the state sent this off to uh, the FBI, or you can insert some federal bureaucracy. I think he did say the FBI. And they sent some guy out to interview them and find out more. And um, they told him, um, you know, what they knew. Uh, and he answered, the, you know, he said they answered the, the guy's questions. And the guy went out, took it out. And the next thing I know, they got visited by some real spooky types that said, we know that you told this guy uh, about the facility and we took care of him. And if you don't believe us, there's some photographs and here's the well that we threw him down. And the guy said, I'm on my way out of here tonight. And he says, I don't know why I'm telling you all this because I think you'd be crazy to follow up on it. And, uh, I didn't, uh, the guy was believable enough for me to just, you know, not immediately jump on my hobby horse and jump in my truck and go, uh, Go check this stuff out. The guy evidently disappeared. Uh, my my friend never saw him again. And and I did ask him uh, quite a number of years later when I ran into him. I said, "Hey, whatever happened to that guy?" Because I said, nobody knows. He just skedaddled, and that was it. Well, this was the summer of '98, and by the fall, um, you know, I was involved in uh, doing some work with uh, some folks uh, on. on kind of partially on the behest of Lawrence Rockefeller. So I, I had other things to do. Um, I'm not really interested in the, in the human uh, programs as much as I'm interested in the eye strange ones. And one night, actually one afternoon, it was a Friday, I was working and I was supposed to, you know, I, I parked my car. We would car, carpool out this nasty dirt road to a, a, a construction site. And because it was so nasty, we'd only take one car. And uh, mine was parked with the other couple of cars there um, at the sort of the trailhead. And um, I came back to my car and I got in. There was an old, the last Jeep Cherokee in the old Wagoneer style, the year the Jeep sold to AMC. So it was the last Jeep Wagoneer model year before AMC took over. And uh, I went to push in the clutch and the pedal fell off. I mean, the, the, the rod was coming out of the floor but it's like somebody had sawed my pedal almost off, but left it there. And as soon as I put any pressure on it, it just fell fell off. And so I got down, I looked at it, and I said, what the hell? It's like somebody took a hacksaw and hacksawed my damn pedal off. So I couldn't drive the thing because it had a really stiff clutch. And, you know, that, uh, that, that rod coming out of the floor would go right through my, my boot. And so um, I flagged somebody down and got a ride home. And I met uh, uh, my girlfriend's daughter there, and I was supposed to drive her to Denver uh, for the weekend for her dad. And I had some errands I was going to run while I was up there. So in the meantime, uh, Isadora had uh, had um, left earlier that day to go to a, a conference in Grand Junction, so she was gone. And so there were no cars in the uh, in the driveway or parked in front of the house, and we were... We were stuck there. There's no way we could go anywhere. And uh, about three in the morning, I guess it was about four guys, maybe five, but at least four came into the house, full voice, talking to each other. 
And right on the other side of the bedroom door in my office, which is open to the living room, I heard him start, you know, turn my computer on. I heard my file doors opening. Um, I heard rummaging around. I couldn't really hear what they were saying, but they were they were speaking. They weren't whispering. <laughs> I'm I'm hiding under the covers, shaking. I, I I it's like I did not know what to do. And um, finally, at one point, um, I heard him talking about my map, and that kind of ticked me off because that was my pride and joy. It was my map of unusual occurrences, painstakingly compiled over five years at that point. And um, I could uh, could hear him talking about the map. And so I said something like, honey, is that you? What are you doing home? And they, it was like, they were gone. And uh, I waited a little bit. I went out and uh, I tried to, you know, run out actually the back with my night vision to, to scope out the vehicle, but they went the other way. So I couldn't see them. And, uh, my map was on the ground, you know, the, the frame around the map was on the ground. The map was gone. The, uh, my file door was open and my computer was on. And, uh, I got some pictures of, uh, you know, prints outside. And Brisa said that when she was upstairs, she heard him come in. She had a, like a loft bedroom. It was open to the living room so she could hear everything really well. More with Chris, Tim, Gene, you're in. The podcast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions, silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs Generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs Generator and Lung Delivery System at silverlungs.com. That's silverlungs.com. Are you a business owner? Are you confused by the complexity of the tax laws? We can help. I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been helping business owners solve tax problems for over 40 years. My book, The Small Business Tax Guide, shows proven ways to avoid all the common business tax problems. Don't risk your business. Go to danpilla.com to order your copy. That's danpilla.com. Order now and get a free 15-minute call directly with me, a $99 value. Go to danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. USA News Update. Former President Trump is hitting the campaign trail after being indicted in the classified documents probe. In his first public appearance since the charges were unsealed, Trump on Saturday afternoon called the indictment, quote, ridiculous and baseless. President Biden will hold his first re-election campaign event next week in the swing state of Pennsylvania. The president will attend a political rally with union members in Philadelphia on June 17th. The U.S. is sending an additional $2 billion in security assistance to Ukraine. The U.S. has committed $40 billion in security assistance for Ukraine since Russia's invasion last year. The New York City Council is weighing a controversial reparations bill that calls for the creation of a nine-member task force to decide whether black New Yorkers deserve reparations for slavery. Jerry Barmash, USA News. 
Every day we take steps to keep the people we love safe, but some health risks are easy to miss. Ticks hiding in the yard can spread germs that can cause Lyme disease and Rocky Mountain spotted fever. Mice searching for sources of food can spread bacteria and disease. Mosquitoes breed in standing water and can transmit illnesses like West Nile virus and Zika virus. Cockroaches are drawn to water in the home and can leave behind allergens that trigger asthma attacks. Stinging insects attack in defense of their nests and send more than half a million people to the emergency room every year. Household pests are a threat to our health. Learn what you can do to protect your family at pestworld.org. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, formerly Air Force Lieutenant Colonel, Air National Guard and Reservist. I'm looking for veterans, active duty military personnel to join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. She needs your skills, courage, and loyalty more than ever. Contact GCNteam.com. Because of the financial and health care collapse, veterans are currently struggling finding jobs. Frustrated looking for a job? Change your tactics. Join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. Start a health care business with FDI Longevity 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com immediately. We're looking for military specialists who can use a computer and communicate information and execute a battle plan. Join the admirals, Navy SEALs, Marines, pilots, Army officers, military police, sheriffs, police officers, firemen, and first responders already enrolled in the 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com now. FDI Longevity will help you apply your military skills to the task of saving America through health and financial programs. Contact GCNteam.com. Enlist in GCNteam.com and save America. Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. So Chris O'Brien is describing what almost sounds to me like it could be a Man in Black episode of Sabotage. Continue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, they stole 24 photographs, my map. The only known case incident reports of UFO sightings written on uh, Department of Interior's Ranger incident reports. They took my originals and my copies. They were given to me by the Rangers out at the National Park. Well, back then it was a monument, the Great Sandins National Monument personnel. And, uh, you know, it really, it was hard for me not to put two and two together. I somehow equated it with the arrival of this guy that had showed up a couple weeks before, he was a director from the Institute of Social Architecture, and he started uh, suggesting maybe I questioned my motivations and what I was looking into, that maybe me and everybody else didn't have a need to know, and you should question your motivations. And, uh, of course, I was pretty back in the face on that, and uh, and I told him, well, you didn't show up with a, a suitcase full of, you know, used hundreds or, you know, uh, uh, a major label deal for my band or a major publishing deal for my next book. So you know, I'll do whatever the hell I want. And uh, Isidore never said a bad thing to anybody's 10 years that I was with her. He was leaving and she was arriving and she looked at me and she was furious. Who was that? I did not get a good feeling from him. No, I don't ever want to see him again. I was like, whoa. She never said anything close to that. 
to me. So you put all those things together. I <laughs> I stopped looking into uh, certain elements of my research that I had been concentrating on. If that answers the question. Well, it makes you think, though, that if this was supposed to be like some kind of uh, of crack team going in there to uh, you know infiltrate your house and and get this stuff, you would have thought that they would have checked to see if there was anybody in there first. Yeah, yeah, you would have, right? <laughs> like, no, nah, we we went to Home Depot and hired these guys to. Uh... <laughs> well, you never know, you know. They, yeah. If they were tapping my phones or something, they would have known I was supposed to be gone. Plus, there were no cars in the driveway. Mm-hmm. But they even then, yeah. Even then, though, well, I, I don't thought know. they had uh, what was it like uh, uh, infra infrared detectors, or they could see if there was uh, people. In- well, well, that's that's what I was going to say about Brisa. She was, I think at this point, she was about 10 or 11. And she would normally sleep in the bottom bunk, but for some reason she was in the top bunk that night. And um, she said that she saw the top of somebody's head coming up the stairs. Mm. And so she hid under the covers and just had a little corner open so she could look. And she said he had something sticking off his face. And so as soon as she saw that, she just ducked down and, and lay perfectly still and so he did a once-over on the room and went back down. He, he just got to the top of the stairs, looked around, and went down because he saw all the little kids, you know, all the dolls, school kids' artwork and that sort of thing, and he didn't he didn't uh, rummage around up there. He just took one look around and went down. But she, I mean, you know, it's kind of hard to forget her saying, he had something sticking off the front of his head. <laughs> hmm. So I took that to me, maybe some sort of night vision uh goggles or something. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, well, you know, it's no wonder, though, that people will hear these stories about, you know, the Dulce base or, or, or you know, some of these other types of, of you know, uh, secret dark uh, underground uh, facilities. They, they hear a story like yours where there were certain aspects that you were investigating that obviously somebody didn't want you looking into and then kind of, of just lump those all together into their head and be like, you know, Rusty Shackelford. He was like, oh, it's a conspiracy with these, you know, secret uh, government military groups digging underground and flying their own UFOs out of these bases. I mean, you know, the stories just get wild. You can't, you, you can't factor any of that out, but you right. certainly can't factor it in either. Yeah, <laughs> um, I ended up moving out because as soon as I could find a place to to live, I moved out. I did not, I would not allow myself to endanger uh, Brisa and uh, and her mom in a way, and that literally was um, the reason why I moved out of the house. So it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, it also makes you wonder the, uh, the 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 original story that that was told to you, you know, by these uh, uh, guys who stumbled across uh, something out in what I would figure from your description would be public lands, and I know that there's a lot of public land out there. Oh yeah. But but to think that some group would dare try to hide something like that. Because, I mean, there are, you know, like you said, you know, these, these these camo dudes out running around on the weekends. 
that could easily run across these things. Yeah, but um, there are some areas in the Sangre de Cristos that are completely inaccessible. I mean, there's no way that you could get out there unless you're airlifted. There's just no way. First of all, because there's no access, the Baca Ranch used to strictly recall, uh, you know, control access for a 40-mile stretch there. Hmm. Well, they're, they're about 30 miles. And uh, and there's just no way that you could you could get out there. Um, you know, there's huge canyons that go curve up and, and around in the mountains up there that are 12 to the 14 miles long. That, that literally, unless you came from the other side, mountain climbed up and over and dropped in. I mean, you would have to really be motivated to do that. And it's dangerous. So, I mean, figuratively speaking, it would be pretty inconceivable. But, uh, you know, you could do it. But you'd really have to have, uh, you'd have to, it would be mounting a major expedition. It's where the CIA trained uh, Tibetan nationals when they, in the 50s, were training them to uh, go back into Tibet, possibly take back over the Chinese. Well, we have a uh, another question here for you, Chris. Now, this one is from uh, uh, Richard Hawkins, who is a uh, 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 often asks some really good questions, and his is really simple. Uh, he just wants to know about uh, the cameras that uh, you've been uh, trying to get uh, set up in the valley, and uh, how uh, how that's going, and uh, if anything's been revealed yet. Well, yeah, we've had uh, we only have the the one camera up. I've been, um, you know, running in, just beating my head against the stone wall to to get uh, coordinated cameras nearby. Um, we do have a camera now on Crestone. I don't even know who's who's got it. Uh, it's a pretty recent. But um, we have 53 cameras now in nine countries, including eight states and two Canadian provinces. So um, Ron's cranking them out as quick as he can. He can make them and. Uh, you know, we've got the software package up at Skinwalker Ranch. Um, the guy that owns the ranch to the west, he has a setup, but it's not gone in yet. He, um, his building that he was going to put the camera in got hit by lightning and burned down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a single white trailer out there. And um, it, <laughs> Mother Nature came and torched it. And the guys at the ranch at Skinwalker actually took a picture of the lightning bolt hitting the uh, the dwelling. It's just <laughs> nice little coincidence there. What's the odd? What are the odds? And wow. we're in Brazil. I think Argentina, Australia. We got two. I think in Germany, one in Switzerland. Uh, I'd have to double check all these, but there's a whole list of them at ufodap.com. Um, if you go to sites. Uh, there's a whole list of what each of these places has, and uh, got a number of them too. I think in Washington State, two in Utah. There's one in uh, one or two in California. Uh, I think there's one or two in Arizona. There's two, possibly three now in Colorado. We'll go into more of these and, locations uh, in our next segment with Chris Jean and Tim. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. 
Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. It's all too obvious. We're being let down by the institutions we used to trust. American families are talking about a future of food shortages, banks failing, society breaking down, and what seems like the setup for the apocalypse. But instead of throwing up their hands, folks are leaning into self-reliance, investing in emergency food storage now more than ever. And My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, has made it easier than ever for you to have peace of mind knowing you're prepared. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and stock up on their best-selling three-month emergency food kit. You get tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200 plus get free shipping on three-month emergency food kits at MyPatriotSupply.com. It's time to prepare for what we all know is coming. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com now. MyPatriotSupply.com Have you heard the warning from the dead doctors don't lie guy? I'm talking about Dr. Joel Wallach. He says if you have a 4-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol or high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, or other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. That's what he says. He has a free lecture revealing what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in his free lecture called Deadly Recipe. You want it free? Call him toll-free at 855-79-YOUNG. You ready? 855-79-YOUNG. Dr. Joel Wallach, the dead doctors don't lie guy says there's no reason why we shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. 
Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Chris, the ones in Arizona, do you know which areas they're in? There's one in Paradise Valley, and I'm not sure what the other one is. I think it's Howdy somewhere. I'm not sure. I'd have to go check the list. Well, obviously, Paradise Valley is a place I'm not far from. Yeah. I live in a secret underground location that we cannot reveal. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, it's it's going good. I mean, uh, Ron has been he's appearing on, on some shows coming up, which I can't talk about yet, but uh, some pretty high-profile stuff. And, of course, we were the instrument package that was featured in uh, Terror in the Sky, uh, that uh, film by, uh, what was her name, Carolyn, uh, I forget her name. But uh, she had a pretty popular film. It was out about a year ago. And uh, it featured the UAPX guys who have our stuff and put a bunch of their stuff in there and, and claimed it all as their own invention and stuff, which was a little credit. People were credited as due, but there's going to be that, those types all over. Gary Voorhees and his guys. Um. But, um, you know, people are saying, well, why is it open source? Uh, you know, Skyhub was all open source. Well, it is. It's, it's written in Python, so anybody can get in there and play around with it. And the platform that we uh, we mount everything on is Raspberry Pi, which is very simple to use. And everybody, uh, you know, knows anything about uh, putting together electronics and um, electronical. <laughs> That's an interesting word. Um, well, was, let's you know, get putting, that patented. It can go right after woke. There, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hello, hello. Are you awake yet? Uh, no, I'm awoke. Anyway, it's <laughs> yeah, I'm awoke. Yeah, there we go. Anyway, it's all you know. If you want to, you can dive in there and you know have your way with it. Uh, just remember that he spent six years and about two hundred thousand lines of code or some crazy thing. Uh, to get the software uh, together, and he's only charging ninety dollars for it, so uh, that's the only thing that he's making money on, because all the hardware is sold at cost. So you know, give the guy a little bit of, you know, throw, throw him a bone. You know, I mean, he spent a good chunk of his early retirement, you know, getting the thing, uh, you know, from planning stages and design to. Uh, you know, being able to implement uh, a complete targeting system for up to six cameras with uh, inputs for quite a number of scientific uh, monitoring uh, gear, magnetometers, gravitometers, uh, RS frequency spectrum analyzers. We have cameras now that have blaze gratings on them, analog lenses that allow to, the camera to split up the light spectra at night. Uh, you know, I have a design for a... a um, the targeted um, active radar. So, you know, there's, this is the future. <laughs> I'm sorry to see all these guys and, you know, Bobby Loeb and SCU, Robert Powell and his bunch. And, and they're all saying, well, we need to set up these 
locations all over the world and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, uh, well, I'm going to need millions of dollars to, you know, to do this. And it's already been done. These people would just wake up and, you know, smell the, smell the, the chai. <laughs> I mean, Ron's software is amazing. Uh, it, it's exactly what you would need to do the things that he wants to do. And he says, oh, we're not going to use anything that's come before. <laughs> All this uncalibrated gear and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Spoken like a Harvard astronomer. <laughs> Well, this is the type of stuff, though, that, you know, you, you hear the naysayers talk about, oh, you know, every, uh, we need to do you know proper scientific study of, uh, of UFOs, and nobody's doing it. They're just out there, you know, shining lasers up in the sky and, 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 you know, chanting around their pendulums. But no, you know, this is something that is, I mean, you can't get... Any better than this? Well, I mean, you can, but but I mean, for you know, for, for well, yeah. yeah, I mean, for the amount of money that, yeah, yeah, but for the, I mean, the amount of money that you you know that that you've had, but I mean, this this is this is great stuff and can can really for four hundred and fifty dollars, yeah, you can have an entry level system, and if you want to go full blown, you're up around four grand. I mean, that's. Which, Hello. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, you know, in the scheme of things, that's that's not a lot. No, no. I mean, to have complete uh, detect an event. Uh, you know, um, I ID the event. With we've been teaching these things uh, with artificial learning uh, techniques, how to differentiate between you know various types of objects that are going to be potentially seen especially the mundane ones that you can factor out. And the ones that are left go into an unknown folder, and that's the only one that you have to look at. So it's, um, it's you know, this thing is jumping forward in, by leaps and bounds. And you know, the, the guys at UFO Data, we had, uh, um, I think, Mark Rodiger and Leslie Keen on, didn't we, one time, Gene? We've had that Leslie on yeah. a number of times in the show, of course. We had Mark on a couple of times. By the way, I want to ask you about Leslie's article that she wrote with Ralph Blumenthal for your Micah Hanks debrief. Uh, You've heard about one. Uh, uh, oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. We want to talk about that yeah, next. Let's wrap this up, and then we'll go to that subject. Okay. Well, anyway, um, I was going to say that when Leslie and Mark were there, I offered to... Uh, to help them out. They said, well, you know, do you have any ideas? I said, sure, give me all. And we never really uh, talked. And then finally, we got contacted um, by Mark and um, Alexander Went, who's a professor um, at, uh, I think, Ohio State. And, um, you know, they said, hey, Ron, uh, you, you, you guys have already, you know, built the hardware and the software. There's no point for us to, to, to rebuild the wheel. So why don't we combine forces and figure out a way that we can help you? So what we've decided is once we start getting some really interesting uh, data, that UFO data can be our analytical arm. We'll get, we'll acquire the data and you know, UFO data acquisition project, and the UFO data can go ahead with all these guys with uh, alphabets after their names can uh, can go ahead and uh, do the analytical work that will be above reproach. And uh, if it warrants it, you publish. 
So um, we've, um, we're actually uh, dovetailing our efforts and we're part partners in this, uh, this whole thing. Just for uh, people out there wondering about other uh, Mark D'Antonio and Douglas Trumbull. Of course, Doug, Doug's gone now. That thing never got off the ground with the 360-degree cameras. And Skyhub went belly up. And, of course, we have Francis Ridge and his wonderful work that he's been doing 30 years with the Madar Project. Um, that would be um, something that we would love to uh, talk in principle about dovetailing our efforts. But, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're just taking it one step at a time and dotting our I's and crossing the T's, you know. Or in my case, crossing the I's and dotting the T's. <laughs> However you want to cross and dot. I understand there's a book yeah. out called Crossing... <laughs> For, forget it. We don't want to go into that. I do want to go in the next segment, Chris, to the latest news that's come out here, and I'll give you the headline from Debrief, which is a publication that Micah Hanks and MJ Benias are involved in. It's called Intelligence Officials Say U.S. Has Retrieved Craft of Non-Human Origins. That's from Leslie Keen and Ralph Blumenthal. And we mentioned before that Leslie was responsible for a best-selling book, UFOs, that actually had articles from other people, but had a forward from John Podesta, former official with the Clinton and Obama administrations. And then, of course, Blumenthal is a Pulitzer Prize-winning reporter. Now retired, but he won the prize with his crew for the coverage in the New York Times of the 1993 World Trade Center bombing. So he's a pretty credible guy. We had him on the PowerCast, too. And now they've teamed for this article in Debrief, and the only surprise I have when we go into it in the next segment is that it's in a not-as-well-known publication. It's not in the New York Times. It's in Debrief. And as I said, it's got circulation, but certainly a lot different. More to come with Chris. Gene, Tim, you're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Do you need to get your hands on some extra money right now? Maybe 25000 or more? If you're a homeowner, now is the perfect time to get cash out while homes in many neighborhoods like yours have gone up in value. 
You can use the money for anything. It's yours. You can buy an investment property, pay off higher interest debt, or make home improvements. If you need $25,000, $50,000, or more, now is the time. Home values are up, and so is your equity. We offer you a way to use it. No need to use your savings. Call New American Funding now and see how much cash out you can get. Call 800-721-2477-800-721-2477-800-721-2477. That's 800-721-2477. NMLS 6606. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is not an offer or commitment to lend. Subject to borrower and property qualifications. Not all borrowers will qualify. Terms and conditions apply. Equal housing opportunity. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So, Chris O'Brien, have you read about this story about this? I have. Right. So, what's your take on it? I, I think it's it's absolutely groundbreaking, uh, paradigm shifting. This is the first time that we've seen a result from the whistleblower portion of the National Defense Authorization Act that uh, uh, was passed to, I think, two years ago now, that um, had a, a, a proviso in there that um, offered whistleblower protection for people to come forward with information such as, uh, as described in the article. And now we have an NRO, that's an acronym and an organization that I've been, you know, for years on the Paracast, saying how can we never hear about anybody talking about this stuff from the National Reconnaissance Organization who are responsible for monitoring everything in space. And finally, someone with um, uh, NRO credentials has come forward and said, yeah, there's there's programs um, that have been back engineering Attempting to back engineer uh, portions of and complete craft. Now, there's no mention of where these craft are alleged to have come from. There's a lot of uh, details, obviously, that are missing. This is the veil of the two taboo um, aspects for this entire, you know, the post Blumenthal and Keen, New York Times, December 2017 um, article that they wrote. Uh, and this this pokes the veil of what Gary, uh, you know, our friend out in Stanford, um, what's his name, Gary Nolan, has been hinting around at, about, and of course George Knapp and and Robert Bigelow have been hinting around at the existence of actual materials and the possibility of the existence of craft or portions of craft that have been um, appropriated by by the uh, either defense, defense Department uh, or possibly palmed off onto uh, private, you know, industry. And this is our first bona fide claim from an above impeachable source uh, pertaining to the existence of these things. And this pierces that veil of, of alien bodies is the next one that's going to have to drop uh, at some point but the existence of recovered craft. These things are not allowed to be discussed 
by anybody in Congress, anybody in the military, anybody in defense industries, and they have been adhering to this ever since this whole new UAP era of openness. And this is the uh, the linchpin for the whole idea of, you know, giving us something concrete uh, in terms of a person saying, yes, we do have programs that have been doing this. And this is the first time somebody has officially come forward, or an official has come forward and stated this. And I think it's, it's a big, it's a big thing, big deal. We have to also compare this, Chris, with previous claims over the years from someone who is an alleged whistleblower. And to be an official whistleblower for a U.S. government worker, they have to go through a process. It's not like Joe Smith, who had some kind of low-end job at the Pentagon, says, I have the truth about UFOs. This is the guy who went through the process. Exactly. Yeah, the pre-production or, or pre-publication um, vetting that, uh, that has to happen. People like John Alexander, uh, you know, anybody that's has had some sort of high classification for intelligence uh, classification uh, has to go through this process. If they're talking about anything that has to do with their, their former job assignments or projects that they, they were involved with. And this is the first time that we have a vetted, bona fide individual that's being allowed to come forward and, and, uh, and pierce the veil on the, the two taboo subjects, bodies and craft. The question I would have is how is he allowed to go that far? Or they just can't control him? Um, probably a little of both. I think there's enough uh, pushback from the openness side of the, uh, the cabal that's been holding this, you know, totally undercover for almost 75 years now. Um, I think that there's individuals in there that are they're unwilling to keep their, their grandfather's secrets secret any longer. I think we're seeing a whole new generation of, of people in power that say, you know, the, the folks out there can, can handle it. Uh, it's about time that we go ahead and, and, you know, begin to release some of this information in a way that's unimpeachable and that people can't, uh, uh, you know, the Jim Obergs and, and uh, Mick West of the world are going to have a hard time dealing with this. Believe me. The Jason Colavitos and some of these Joe Nichols and, you know, these Phil Class is rolling all around and spinning a hole through the bottom of his casket. Yes, that's a good place for him. I met him once or twice, Phil Class, over the years. Yeah, Not after too. he died, although you, you wouldn't know. But he seemed a pretty, pretty cold, nasty sort of guy. I know Jim Mosley got along with him. I didn't like him at all. But when we get into this other stuff about the whistleblower and everything, I think someone like a Stephen Bassett, the lobbyist, would come back and say this is part of an official slow disclosure program. Reveal little tidbits of this information over time and suddenly it's all out there. No, I don't know. I, I don't think it's organized like that. I think it's people pushing people pushing back, people pushing further, people pushing back. Uh, I think that there's two obvious camps. One that doesn't want the information to come out because of legal ramifications 
because social uh, potential social ramifications. And then there's the other group that the, the Chris Mellons and and others that are pushing, 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 wanting to get this information out. And it's just uh, it's a it's a tug of war that's going on. Remember also that when the Pentagon UFO Study Group, which changes its name every other hour, when they meet with Congress, they also have classified briefings. Remember, there are some people in Congress that have the clearance to undergo classified briefings where they're not supposed to basically, except in very general terms, reveal what they saw. So it's quite possible that like a Senator Rubio or Gillibrand from New York State know much more than they can say, but are respecting national security. Yeah, yeah. And so how convenient for um, for there to be a clause that allows, um, you know, rank and file folks that have been somehow associated with, with information and programs and that sort of thing, they can do it for them. Um, and so maybe they're vetting these individuals and saying, okay, you can come out and talk now. And we'll see how that works. And if that works okay, then maybe you can come out now. I think it's an ad hoc sort of take it as it comes situation. That would be my guess. I, I think it's it's um, it's a wild west right now. There have been a few stories, scattered stories about this whistleblower. David Charles Grush, is it right? Is that the way it's pronounced? Anyway. I think so, yeah. Okay. Well, he's not going to correct us. Or he might. He's welcome to come on and correct us. If we mispronounce his name, David, give me a call, and we'll talk about that you got to come on the Paracast to ask for their apology. Seriously speaking, there aren't that many reports of this so far. I know, was, was it Fox News had a story about it with Laura Ingram, but she seemed to be kind of up and down about the way she presented it. Kind of a sarcastic look on her face, but we don't want to get into that. There have been limited spots of coverage, but it's not something that's on the front page. It's like, oh, there's another person claiming that UFOs are extraterrestrial. It's not on the front page of CNN, the New York Times, the Washington Post, or many other places. If you look for it online, it hasn't gotten a lot of publicity. And it kind of goes with what I think, that if disclosure is so gradual, the level of coverage it receives will not be very high. We've got more to come with Chris O'Brien, Gene Steinberg, Tim Swartz. You're in The Paracast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream, a dream that turns out to be a nightmare because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S.com. 
I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or injured at work, you have rights and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-509-4492 That's 800-509-4492 No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. Brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. You don't sit behind a desk every day to earn a living. You're out and about making it happen. And sometimes you get a little bit behind on your paperwork. You know, like bookkeeping and paying your taxes. It's easy to get behind on paying your taxes. It happens to the best of us. And you know what happens next. The big, bad IRS comes knocking on your door. And when that happens, you need to call the good old boys at the tax doctor. Let them do what they do best. Deal and negotiate with the IRS so you pay the lowest you can in back taxes that the law allows. We are a 100% U.S.-based company, and we've saved our clients millions over the years in back taxes. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call my friends right now at the tax doctor and learn more. 800 507 800-507-3137. G'day, I'm Jamel that works with Dr. Joel Wallach and the GCN team with Longevity at TeamG'day.com. By becoming an associate, you provide income for you and your family on your own hours while working from home. So contact me, Jamel, by filling in the contact box at TeamG'day.com and I will get back to you personally and provide all the support you need to get started and build your Longevity business. TeamG'day.com. TeamG'day.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We continue with Chris O'Brien, who for eight years was tied down as the co-host of the Paracast. We tied him up. So the thing I wonder about here, Chris, is whether the revelations will come so slowly that we'll wake up one day and we'll know what's going on, but it's going to be done very deliberately, very carefully. I don't know with the cooperation of the media or just the way the program works. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's a a pretty good likelihood. I think uh, because we live in in this 
age of just everybody just it takes so much to really stir the pot uh, now and everything is already so overly hyper sensationalized that if you do it in a in a slow steady kind of understated manner it's going to go fly under the radar somewhat and um you know i think they're testing the waters with this particular vehicle to get this particular story out and i can't wait to talk to micah about it or mj and find out how'd you guys land this and who was behind it i think that this is a, a, a an ingenious way to put your toe in the waters uh breaking pearson veil of the the two real taboo subjects that they have as yet in congress uh and in the mainstream media refused to address and and go beyond. I mean, Ralph and Leslie almost were able to do it, but they were forced to write a, an article uh, that backtracked on some claims that they had made that were very true, but um, they didn't want to get the Times in, involved in a in a legal uh, Donnybrook with, with Bigelow and, and and with the government. So they, they went ahead and walked it back. But I think this is an ingenious way to test the waters and start to release information in a non-sensational manner that's... Uh, not picked up immediately by the mainstream, and it gives you uh, plausible deniability. At the same time, it gives you control. And I think it's um, pretty smart thinking, whoever devised this particular uh, scenario with uh, with this whistleblower. I think it's, you know, uh, it makes a lot of sense to me. And I'm, like I said, I can't wait to talk to, uh, to Micah about it and see, you know, how he was, uh, in the position to get this stuff. Uh, hopefully the guy was just a fan. <laughs> but um, I don't think so. I think that there's something uh, there's something that calculated behind it. Well, of course, we have had MJ and Mike on the Powercast a number of times. I want to get them back here because I read the brief religiously, check it out all the time. And it's not just, <laughs> yeah, you too. It's not just stuff on UFOs. It's general information on the Pentagon military and everything. So it's really, really top class publication. It's not sensationalistic. So when they have something like this, you've got to pay attention. I know there's somebody in our forum commenting on what I called in our forum title or thread title, a possible smoking gun saying, well, this guy doesn't have any evidence that he's producing. He's just saying so. But Mr. Grush Whatever else you think about him, he has the kind of credibility level yeah. of a guy who is serious. He's a serious guy. He's not somebody who would just make it up because that could cause him all sorts of blowback. Yeah, he's not. He's not going to uh, be grandstanding and doing this and, and you know putting his uh, his uh, still progressing career. I mean, the guy's young. I mean, he's in his thirties. It's not like he's some you know, grizzled veteran who's trying to make some some dough before he you know to help him with his retirement or something this is the guy in the middle of his you know of his career so it's taken a lot of uh if it's if you can accept everything at face value this guy is really courageous um you know there may be other other factors involved there may be maybe some disgruntled employee type thing going on who knows at this point all we know is that this information has been allowed to come out. And that's that's something that uh, the naysayer is going to have a hard time uh, have a hard time addressing uh, because it does appear that this is legitimate. And if it is, it's a game changer. 
Well, the thing I can observe here is that if he was breaking national security, even though he's going through the proper process in dealing with the inspector general and being a whistleblower, they would have found a way to stop him. Yeah. yeah. So therefore, there yeah, has yeah. to be some covert approval. Otherwise, like I said, they have many ways to take this guy out, not physically or not with harm, but a way to shut someone like that down if they want to do it. I am less interested or take less credibility in like a Luis Alessandro, who doesn't seem to demonstrate that he knows much of anything. And when he says anything, well, it's under national security. So he's not a whistleblower. There aren't any whistles being blown. He doesn't seem to no, know a lot about the, the UFO field. I'm not a whistleblower. I'm a patriot. <laughs> yes. Okay, but what, what has he said? And I have no personal nothing. beef with him. Exactly, nothing. No, he said, if, if, if I knew and I told you, I'd have to kill you. <laughs> and he's probably done that in the past to other people. <laughs> Well, whatever. The point being here is he's not presented anything. It's just like this To the Stars Academy. Comes out in a big flourish with a famous rock star, at least if you are into that band. I never heard them. I've never listened to them. But the point being here is it turned out to be much ado about nothing. Those who joined it, like even Elizondo when he came out of the military, they've all gone away. Yeah. Well, another thing, too, that, um, that people should uh, kind of remember is that uh, interesting book that was put out by James McCaskey and who uh, was the ex, I think head of the, the Defense Intelligence Agency, wasn't he? Or he was an operational head of, of, of some, you know, high up status there. And um, he's the one that claims he went to, to Skinwalker Ranch and as he was sitting there at the kitchen table there in the ranch house behind Bigelow in the living room, this object appeared in the air. This kind of looked like a a curved uh, bell or a pipe, like in the cover of Mike Oldfield's uh, album, Tubular Bells. He said it looked like that, kind of a folded uh, pipe in the, in the air that was just hanging there, and then it disappeared right in front of him uh, while he was looking at it. And then he brought home uh, uh, the hitchhikers, as, as they're being called, uh, these dogmen that were seen not only by members of his family, but by friends of the family. And the thing was spreading like a virus. And uh, these, these sightings of these wolfmen in, in orbs in the house and other weird uh, kind of almost poltergeist-sounding sounding events. But remember, this book had to be vetted and had to, uh, you know, had to be signed off on. And, and you know, some people are saying, well, it's George Knapp and Colm Kelleher, uh, you know, having their way with the material, maybe kind of like, Bill Burns did with Philip Corso, possibly. I don't think so. I don't think the guy would have allowed that to happen. And uh, I think that that's all possibly part of this particular attack that we're seeing unfolding, this particular approach. More to come. Chris, Gene, Tim. And let's not forget that Chris O'Brien will be hanging with us for this weekend's edition of After the Paracast, which is available to subscribers at the Paracast. Dot plus. More and more exciting by the second. You're in. The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today.
It's all too obvious. We're being let down by the institutions we used to trust. American families are talking about a future of food shortages, banks failing, society breaking down, and what seems like the setup for the apocalypse. But instead of throwing up their hands, folks are leaning into self-reliance, investing in emergency food storage now more than ever. And My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, has made it easier than ever for you to have peace of mind knowing you're prepared. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and stock up on their best-selling three-month emergency food kit. You get tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on three-month emergency food kits at MyPatriotSupply.com. It's time to prepare for what we all know is coming. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com now. MyPatriotSupply.com USA News Update. The ridiculous and baseless indictment of me by the Biden administration's weaponized Department of Injustice will go down as among the most horrific abuses of power in the history of our country. Many people have said that. Democrats have even said it. Former President Trump hitting the stage in Columbus, Georgia and Greensboro, North Carolina Saturday for his first public comments since the 37-count indictment unsealed. Trump and his new team of attorneys expected in court this week in Florida. More now from Brad Siegel. Donald Trump expected in Miami Federal Court Tuesday to face the 37 charges brought forth by the Justice Department. The indictment accuses the former president of putting national security at risk by mishandling classified documents, including sensitive military information and nuclear program secrets. Trump denies the charges. I'm Brad Siegel. And I'm Laura Winters, USA News. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline. Airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 802-341-4535. 802-341-4535. 802-341-4535. 
That's 802-341-4535. This is Tracy Tormey, screenwriter, producer. You're listening to Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Now, as far as Dr. Kelleher is concerned, (laughs) we had him on the Paracast some months back when they came out with this book about the Pentagon program with George Knapp's participation. And he seemed like a pretty straight-on, credible guy. Do you know him him well, Chris? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Back in... uh it would have been 98, right around this time uh, that I was talking about before. You know, I'd been dogging NIDS uh, for at least four or five years from when they started. I said, you know, you should put up a website, you should start publishing papers, you should start making, you know, press releases, start informing uh, interested individuals in the field what you're up to, uh, be part of the solution, don't be another secretive part of the problem. And, uh, you know, I, I became a, a burr under their saddle a little bit. I was one of the few people that publicly came out and was dogging them to publish. Well, they finally did. They put up a site. Uh, the veterinary pathologist, George Onet and Colm Kelleher, the steam microbiologist, they started publishing really good papers. And some of the best that we have still to this day on the uh, animal uh, mutilation uh, mystery. So I finally... Well, buried the hatchet with him. I finally stopped dogging him. I finally publicly said, you guys are doing a great job. And then I contacted them and said, you know, let's get my guys, you know, in my little part of the woods here, let's get everybody on the same page. And so uh, Colin, very graciously, and, and, and Dr. Onet worked with me over the phone. They sent me all the protocols for my veterinarians to have, uh, gave me and them a promise to, uh, to cover all their costs, for in-the-field necropsies and other things to go out and do proper science according to their protocols. I had everything, everybody trained, set up, ready to go, and I didn't have a mutilation case for seven years. (laughs) So I'm not equating uh, one thing with the other, but I will say that in working with Colm finally and getting to know him on a, a more serious sort of professional level, but... And, and also getting to know, know Onet, um, these are serious guys who are really doing good work. And they had the budgets and they had the equipment. They had the where, you know, they had private jets they could fly around on. You know, the whole thing that we saw years later with uh, the Project Starlight effort. So, but this was, you know, basically for the, exclusively for the, uh, the unexplained uh, livestock death mystery. So having had that kind of, rapport with him at the time i i got to know him and i you know i I was very impressed and um you know i've tried to get him you know on a couple of interviews uh for films and stuff that i've been working on and he's graciously declined but he says i'm still reading all your books though (laughs) (laughs) so he's a bit of a fan so you know that it's it's a mutual admiration society his book brain trust i'm telling you that book should have it's like if you want to try to get a used copy, it's almost $400 now. But, I mean, that book blew me out of the water. I mean, it proved to me without a shadow of a doubt that there's a direct connection between mad cow disease and outbreaks of, of cattle mutilations in certain, in certain instances. And uh, he did an excellent job of tracing, you know, the, the discovery of, of prions, 
the discovery of diseased brains in 4A tribes people in New Guinea were brought back to Fort Detrick to the Army Chemical Corps. They were monkeyed around with and trying to come up with either weapons or uh, defenses against prion weapons, and it got loose into the environment. And, well, now, you know, that was back in 67, uh, right when the cattle mutilation thing first was on the map. And I just find the coincidences and and the things that uh, he comes up with in the book. I mean, I, I put some of my own, uh, you know, correlations and stuff uh, together with his information. He, he stuck really close to the vest and close to the facts. I did a little bit more speculation in my book about it, but uh, but but I I've been the only person that I've ever heard of talk about that book and urge people to get a copy of it. Because it is an important, important work. And it just totally went by, you know, totally under the bridge. Nobody, it, it sold just minuscule number of copies. It did not get the attention it deserved. I'm, I'm still a little bit miffed at Telepatrick and Anomalous Books for not really pushing that book and figuring out a way to get it out there. But I think Colm just needed to get it out of his system, and he didn't really care if it, if it, uh, if it was that big of a success or not. Because the, the, the subject matter is not for everybody. That's why, you know, people say, how come I've never heard of you before? It's because what I talk about is not popular. It's not, it's not something that, that most people want to even think about or even, you know, entertain as something to think about. And it's unfortunate, but um, I think it's one of the key things that we have to look at that's going to help us explain UFOs, consciousness, um, and the other tenants in the building. Oh, yes, the other tenants in the building. Interesting when you mention the human effects, the hitchhiker effect, which Dr. Kelleher mentioned and talked about to a pretty good degree when he was on the Paracast. He was with Kurt Collins on November 28th, 2021. Fascinating yeah, gentleman. I, I got to look that one up. Yeah. Now, the thing that interests me here is if you look at the appropriation bill, at least for one of the Pentagon programs, you had two words in there, two-word phrase that was very significant, human effects. Of course, no one asked the question what that means. We know what it means. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's spooky stuff. And uh, when you have five individuals, one from each of our, our intelligence agencies, the way it was uh, mentioned in the book, going to a place, I mean, these are badass dudes. They're scared of nothing. And all of a sudden, all five of them instantly are terrified for no reason. They're just terrified. And, you know, they, they all four never go back there again. And they bring home these, these phenomenal uh, events that, that start occurring around them all the way on the other side of the country. Uh, it's very difficult to take that at face value. But you factor in who the individuals allegedly were. It, kind of hard not to at least, you know, take the possibility serious. What's well, the type of effects, though, that have the nuts and bolts uh, uh, UFO people just rolling their eyes? Now, the, the recent revelation or uh, alleged re- revelation by the whistleblower, you know, talking about uh, um, craft built by non-human sources and possible crashes and and bodies of pilots nowhere along the lines though has has any of them actually come right out and said 
extraterrestrial. Right. right, extraterrestrial spaceships, yeah. you know, extraterrestrial bodies, just non-human. Now, all of the news media, the reports that I've seen, I mean, that's that's what they're that's what they're saying. They just they just jump the shark and it's just you know it's you know alien bodies, alien spacecraft, and that's not being right. said. Okay, so then you go with these high strangest cases, the hitchhiker effects, dogmen. And people are really left wondering, what in the heck are we dealing with? Because you wouldn't think yeah. that, you know, extraterrestrial visitors would be exhibiting poltergeist activities and, and you know, dogmen uh, rifling through your kid's closet and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's, uh, I mean, I've been saying for years, I don't know how many times I've said it on the Paracast, that uh, we need to factor out all potential closed system explanations before we jump off planet. And uh, that we may be dealing with something that's more terrestrial than we are. We might be the aliens, <laughs> for all we know. And uh, people just can't get that. Everybody is so programmed by the media uh, and by the, by the culture to believe that anything that we can't explain that has some veneer of high technology into it has to be from out of, out of this closed system, out into, you know, into the cosmos. We have a visit to the cosmos right now. Very short one. <laughs> then we'll be back with the final segment with Chris O'Brien. He'll also join us for the After the Paracast podcast, of course. With Chris and Tim and Gene, you're in the Paracast. <laughs> for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, the Paracast dot plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out the Paracast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Extendivite is more than just a heart tonic. Most basic diseases are caused by yeast in the gut and metals in the liver, and we all have a bit of both. The garlic in Extendivite has a yeast-killing effect in the gut while also helping the sulfur enzyme in the liver get rid of the metals. Extendivite just may improve your overall health. Products like Extendivite are the only way we are going to get our society healthy. And if you're waiting for the government and pharmaceutical care to solve your health problems, you're going to have a long, disappointing wait, I think. Extendivite is a complete formula for extended life in the new millennium. 80 can be the new 60. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. It's 
extend your life with ExtendoVite. Radio. Why should I advertise on radio? There's nothing to look at. No pictures. Listen, you can do things on radio you couldn't possibly do on TV. That'll be the day. All right, watch this. <clears throat> okay, people, and now when I give you the cue, I want the 700-foot mountain of whipped cream to roll into Lake Michigan, which has been drained and filled with hot chocolate. Then the Royal Canadian Air Force will fly overhead towing a 10-ton maraschino cherry, which will be dropped into the whipped cream to the cheering of 25,000 extras. All right, cue the mountain. Now, you want to try that on television? Well... You see, radio is a very special medium because it stretches the imagination. Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the mineral doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the mineral doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. This is James Fox, director of The Phenomenon and Moment of Contact. You're listening to The Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Chris O'Brien joining us after a couple of years, former co-host for eight years, as a matter of fact, of The Paracast. Our co-host is Tim Swartz. And we're talking about UFOs, disclosure, other stuff like cattle mutilations, the possibility there are other tenants in the building, and what they think about us, who knows. Now, I remember that guy who some consider the father of ufology, Ray Palmer. He was suggesting at that time something closer to a multiverse, saying this is the astral. The astral being another realm where live different entities, beings, whatever, and maybe where the flying saucers come from. But when I hear astral, which I haven't heard from lately, I tend to think multiverse, don't you, Chris? Yeah, and of course, your half of the country would immediately, their eyes would glaze over, their knees would start <laughs> twitching and jerking, and they would think demons and uh, something religious that's uh, of the devil which to me is quaint, amusing, and absolutely not correct. Uh, I don't think we're dealing with something that has morality involved at all. It's amoral, if anything, and it obviously has a, a stake in the game. 
especially when it comes to uh, anything that could be detrimental to the ecosystem, which they are sharing with us in some way, shape, or form. And the reason why they showed up in flotillas in the 40s when we started popping off nuclear weapons was because we were putting them in harm's way. And people say, well, it was from another galaxy. They noticed that we popped off a nuclear weapon and they came to quarantine us and all that. You know, people watching too much Star Trek, uh, you think along those lines. I think it's something much simpler, much closer to home. And I think we're dealing with something that's probably been here longer than we have. It's been hiding. It has access to maybe thousands, a million years. Who knows how long they've been developing uh, certain technologies. Who knows how they've been able to do that, whether it's uh, material science, whether it's some sort of, you know, astral capability to uh, to manipulate uh, the astral to make it conform to physical science so that it's kind of, you know, it's valet in sense. It's both nuts and bolts, and it's some sort of dimensional thing at the same time. It's here, but it's not. It's not here, but it is. It's it's not nuts and bolts, but, but it, it can be. Uh, I think it's much more complicated than a, a simple... 1950s-style Georgia Dampsey craft. It's so easy to see anything online that's being touted as a UFO, as a photograph or a video. It's so easy to determine whether this thing is real or not because it does not conform to uh, the principles that Ray Stanford has established, aerodynamics, and plasma sheaths and things that these things routinely present when they're available for our senses. There are certain things that you can look for that will prove whether it's real or not. And 99% of what I see online is BS, but it, it looks good and it conforms to people's expectations because of their programming. And so these sites are getting millions and millions of hits and the great American pubic is being stroked uh, with this, programming effort that's been underway since Jules Verne. You know, what's interesting here, the other day I learned that the original version of The Day the Earth Stood Still, the 1951 movie with Michael Rennie as Klaatu, the alien being, was being offered on YouTube free with ads. Not that many ads. Picture quality was excellent. And it's been a few years since I saw the film. And with one exception, which I'll mention... There's a lot about it that influenced the early UFO culture. Oh, what absolutely. Sure. What didn't, of course, was the carrot and stick approach that Klaatu took, which was to meet with the scientists of Earth after the leaders of governments wouldn't see him or wouldn't see him where he wanted to see them. He warned them, get your acts together or we'll take you out. They never picked that up in the UFO field. They always came to the other side, the first half of the message, we need you to give up nuclear weapons. But then George Adamski met Klaatu with long hair in the desert, silver uniform, etc., etc. The image of the saucer flying away from Earth in the night sky at the end of the movie, Howard Menger painted that. He was one of the other contactees and said that was a photograph of a UFO. Of course, with Adamski, it was Chrysler hubcaps or surgical lamps. Well, uh, I think it was the end of a 1939 Hoover or some Polish vacuum cleaner, too, I've heard. Chicken brooders, well, I've heard. 
<laughs> but people still believe Adamski. We had oh, someone yeah. on the show which, who wrote a book with a lot of contributors, UFO researchers, and one of them was an Adamski believer. And we kind of took apart the guest for a few moments on that one, although he didn't write the chapter. And the guy in this chapter says, well, it would have been too expensive for someone like Adamski mm-hmm. to make this photo. I'm thinking hubcaps, and I'm thinking of, of surgical lamps, I'm thinking of whatever else it could have been. Any of the nighttime stuff that glowed was done from um, someone who he knew that worked at a watch company that had access to radium. And he had a bucket of radium that was not, uh, non-secure that, that just uh, Ray was aghast when he saw it. He said, do you realize how, how radioactive that is? He said, oh, it won't hurt me. You know, and, and the Damsky would paint the famous one with the mothership and the little ships around it. That's done with radium paint. Ray, Ray and Rex found his, his hidden lab that he had outside in this uh, basement of this cabin that he would do his uh, photographic work. And they busted him, and he says, "You got me, boys," and showed him some some ones where the the objects, the the double exposures uh, were not placed right, and so the objects look like they're going underground and stuff, and you can see part of it underground and part above ground, and and some he he actually showed him some of the the failed attempts because he didn't get them, you know, get it. It took some doing to get these things to be believable, and there was a lot of trial and error involved, and. And Ray and Rex got a little tour once they busted him, and he came free, you know, clean and, and, and showed him how he did it. So, you know, I don't know. It, it, people don't know any better, and it's unfortunate. But uh, the three of us have read, you know, between the three of us, thousands and thousands and thousands of books. Um, we've listened to, to, you know, days and days of lectures, and, and you know, we've researched. We've, we've thought about it. We've dovetailed our efforts with others. We've We've gotten to know people that uh, you need to, to really listen to to, to gain a, uh, a leg up on these things. And the average person, all they're doing is surfing YouTube and looking for things that titillate them and conform to their foregone concluded expectations. And it's, it's really sad. We've, we've lost the whole idea of critical thinking is taking a backseat uh, to entertainment. And, you know, I've been talking about this uh, since I was, you know, ever on here and until I've been blue in the face. And, and I just keep pounding this home that you've got to use critical thinking. You have to get yourself up to speed, become educated in what to look for, why to look for it, and how it conforms to propulsion physics, uh, physics and, and, and diagnostic science. Hey, Chris, tell the listeners no where they can find more of your information. You can go to Our Strange Planet, which is now back up online with Gene's help, thankfully. I've been able to fix some problems that we had. I'm going to be uh, getting back to publishing more. My schedule is a little bit more free and clear now, so I have some time that I'm going to be devoted to the site. You can find us on Twitter for the PowerCast, the PowerCast 2 places on Facebook. We offer branded merchandise at thepowercast.shop, thepowercast.store, whichever you want. Go to thepowercast.plus to sign up with the PowerCast Plus. There we offer this show free of the network ads and the After the PowerCast podcast. Well, Chris O'Brien will be back, right back. To get more information about the PowerCast Plus, go to thepowercast.plus. Use the coupon code UFO20, UFO20. 
get a 20% discount for five years or a lifetime. The Paracast.plus. Old friend Chris O'Brien, thank you for joining us on the Paracast. Yep, thanks for having me back. Uh, good to hear from you, Tim, too. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in the Paracast.